Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Alan Patterson, Midwest Love for People, Team Real Talk in your earlobe. And this program is sponsored by Team for the number one drug free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you, yes, you, are a drug free athlete and are looking for a vehicle to drive your goes like what are the right? Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Mm, sounds tasty. Topped with some oh, snickerdoodle nice. and chocolate way for the win. Served on that salad Okay, that sounds good to me. <laughs> well, anywho, check us out at peoplebemuscle.com. And now let's chit chat with the banter. Hello, Denver Roy. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm enjoying this fall weather. I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to things to come. You know, however, I'm a little saddened. I'm a little saddened. I know some of you probably heard or seen this announcement, but uh, the ANBF has canceled the rest of their 2020 season. Kalen Patterson. Yes, I saw that. And he he brought up a lot of good points. He brought up a lot of good points, and I, I can't argue with the the ideology of it, considering that so many people had been asking and reaching out, and each time it had become a drain on him and all the other promoters where they'd ask the question, is the show happening? And when it's so up in the air, and they're, you know, they're trying to get these people's hopes to stay in place so they can get on stage, and then at the last minute, it's all taken away. So I, I you know, it, it, we all hope upon hope, and it's just one of those things where it became too, too mentally big a struggle. And you yeah. know, he said, instead of just basically always trying to keep people's hopes up, and then finding out that it's not going to happen, and there's nothing, you know, that the promoters were being able to do, which is the biggest thing where. They tried and tried and tried, and then lo and behold, you know, the rug gets pulled out from under them by the venue or, you know, the state or the city. So, you know, it's just yeah. with with that much happening and that much going on, and, you know, he spoke it well in the video, and I, and I do appreciate and respect him finally just uh, making the call one way or another. But, you know, it's still sad. I mean, there's no, what, what is it all saying? There's no joy in Mudville. I think this uh, fits that quite nicely. All right. I don't know about Mudville, but there's uh, there's no joy in canceling that and those shows anyway. So I guess we'll yeah. look to 2021. And 2021 is either going to be more of the same or it is going to be the most rocking competitive year there ever was because all the athletes are going to be like, bye, Joe. 2020 just biffed the big one, and we're going to make yeah. this one work. So. It'll be interesting to see how things go. I will say this, though. You can take joy, um, as far as we know, to date, if you are in, near, would like to be near the Minnesota Mayhem coming up on October 10th in Duluth, Minnesota. Um, As far as I know, as of today's date, that show is still taking place. And pro athletes out there. There is going to be guaranteed twenty thousand dollar payout, with ten thousand of that going to the pro bikini winner. 
you can believe mm-hmm. that. I, there will be a that, lot of years awful. if that show gets canceled. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, you better believe it. You had better oh, believe it. But, you know, he's uh, he, he's been working back behind the scenes with the, with the state and city officials, so... It's nice to see that you know it can it can come about. The regulations are very strict and stringent. Um, he, he he you know he bent over backwards and they did as well. So you know when you got a state, a city, and basically a, a, a coach and promoters and everyone else willing to work together, you know something like this can happen. So that's that's a big plus for the year, especially with it being one of the bigger shows. It's nice to know that uh, it's still going to happen. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. So, you know, prayers ascending that that one will still continue, and uh, we will definitely see how it goes. Leif Anderson, as Kaylin said, has been has been working hard, and uh, he's actually one of the few promoters in the Midwest that has successfully uh, pulled off multiple shows in this just hard and just very strange environment that we're in right now. So, no doubt. And all the athletes that have participated in his shows thus far um, have been very pleased and, you know, just appreciative of the experience and the opportunity. So, again, prayers ascending that this show will happen for um, the athletes' sake, if if nothing else. And and speaking of Leif Anderson, so we were talking about his most recent show, the Michigan State, not Michigan State. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's Michigan State. I was thinking, I was getting yes, confused ma'am. with Michigan Roar. There's all these Michigan, yes. Michigan shows he has out there. So the Michigan Roar was was uh, much earlier. This is the Michigan State, and uh, we got through the pro standings, but we didn't get through the amateur standings, Kaylin. So I think tonight, I mean, if you're willing, we can try and tackle that information and get those names and uh, accomplishments out there. Well, heck yeah, you're darn tootin'. Darn tootin'. I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you Let's what. Let's get it going there, what. lady. I like to say, <laughs> I tell you what. There's just I something love to very say satisfying it. about that. I know, I know. So all you guys out there, I mean, wherever you are, just say it. Say it in your best drawl. I tell you what. I tell, tell me you that you don't feel good. Yeah, I tell you. It, it do feel good. You don't feel good after you say that. That's right. That's right. All right. So the amateurs. Um, let's start with the angel division. And uh, it's. It, I'm not surprised at the names that I. No, you would not be. And uh, and I know that the first place winner, she's been she's been excited about the opportunity for this category. And this is actually, I think, like her second pro card she's earned so far this year, really, yes. which is as crazy as 2020 has been. And she pulls off two pro card wins. So uh, congratulations to Alana Kuhlman, first place in the Angel Division. Um, second place went to Christina Johnson, third place to Tara Hagen, and fourth to Kim Eslin. And if you will recall back in our last show, well, it wasn't our last show, but the last time we talked about the Michigan State, Alana had came in second behind Misty Weatherford in the pro bikini category. Mm-hmm. 
So she's yes. second place in pro bikini and then first place in the angel division, earning her pro card there. I know she was super excited about that. Flaming red wings on that stage. That was Alana. Kaylin, if you uh, if your memory is going to work with you today, tell us about the angel division competition because this is still a division that's still growing. Um, a lot of times mm-hmm. you might see one or two competitors in it, but this one, this one was a little bigger class. So exciting to see that more competitors are jumping into it. Yes. Uh, one of the things for sure that I was just amazed by, because if anybody has seen those pictures, we will share it on our page for sure. But Alana made those wings. She, had she made, made them herself? Yes. That is awesome. I was blown away by that alone. It was a it was a tough lad, but Alana, she's coming out. I mean, she's ready to, to this this is what we would call her year. And nothing you know, not taking anything away from her hard work, but she's a hard worker. We've we've no, been we've is. seen her personally. Yeah, many times. Yep. But she is on a roll this year. And, you know, anyone that would make their own wings for the show, come on. It, 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 I don't know what to say other than just wow times 10 factor because it's just amazing that, you know, the sport is growing in a way where people even want to do something of that nature because I know we we didn't have people of that ilk uh, back in the day, that's for sure. We had very creative people, but we didn't have people that were doing things of this nature. So it was really, really wonderful to learn that she had uh, handmade those herself and that she was stepping up to, you know, to basically promote the sport even better and, and show her best, literally, because she did it uh, both with her body and with her talent. So, you know, that that's really amazing. Uh, she holds her own. When she's on stage, she basically knows how to work the stage. I think when she got on stage with Misty that she learned the level that she's going to have to step up to to be on a pro stage. But it, on the amateur side, uh, it's almost bar none. When you see her off stage, you'll see what I'm talking about. If she decides to do another amateur pro win and then uh, take that up to the next level as well, because she's ready, she's on fire, and she's ready to compete for sure. Um, the wings, they had, uh, I think it was the third place winner that had a set of peacock wings that were really nice. And, I mean, like, it's the creativity in that division is uh, – I think it still has yet to be fully tapped because there, there's so much room to to work in that area. Um, I, I very much appreciate the creativity that's uh, coming from it. Uh, it. It's really something to see, especially when they're doing their tea walks, how they work the wings into their routines. I'm, you know, I I was one of the people that was very skeptical when Bikini had come in, but now it's a dominating force, and I can see why, because the the creativity and the stage presence is definitely, definitely uh, was a missing factor with many. But, hey, as long as we have this stuff growing like this in a very positive way and not, you know, not taken away from the sport or the individuals, I'm happy with it. Yes, yes, I think it's very exciting. And just a point of clarification um, to what Kaylin had said about Alana competing amateur again. Um, that would be for the Angel Division. 
since she has. She's yes. just under pro card. She has not competed pro, so you can continue to compete amateur, even if you've earned your pro card, as long as you have not competed pro. Now, for Bikini, she would no longer be able to compete on the amateur stage unless True. she competed in an organization that does not recognize her pro like status like the NGA or the OCB. Mm-hmm. So, um, which was which was something that I I hadn't really thought a whole lot about until we were at the OCB Skyview Classic and we saw Jane Carlson there, who has been a pro for you know a good couple of years, and she was there on the amateur stage because the OCB does not recognize her IPE pro status, um, and so she had to go through the ranks again, and. I believe was it OCB? No, it was the uh, it was the Chi Sh- Town Showdown was another place where she earned a pro card, I believe. Mhm. Yes. So it, I think uh, I think it was that organization. Um, yeah. Okay. Yep. I think so. Memory may be serving me might not be serving me correctly, but I think she has earned more than one pro card, but she had to re earn it in the OCB, which she did earlier this year. So once a pro, always a pro, not always true. There are several organizations there that will recognize pro status from from an organization outside of themselves, but there are those that don't. So just kinda of keep that in mind, athletes. Um you may have to earn your pro card more than once if you like competing across different organizations. And, um, you know, some organizations, once a pro, always a pro, and others, you have to maintain it. If it lapses, you have to earn it again. So just a lot of ins and outs there on the pro status and uh, how and when you can compete as a pro and as an amateur who has earned a pro card but hasn't competed pro yet. So a little confusing, I know, but just – Keep it in mind that these are things you're going to want to uh, check out. Check out as an athlete to make sure that you've got all your I's dotted and T's crossed in those areas. All right, moving on. Women's bodybuilding. First place, Sherry Kraut. Sherry, I wish you would have had some company there, sweetheart, but hopefully we're going to see. I'm just going to keep, keep, keep positive vibes going in the direction that we're going to see more and more women that continue to um, ramp up into the women's bodybuilding category. Well, she did have competition in the pros. In the what? In the pros. In the pros, yes. Yes, she did. Because she earned her um, pro card in the amateur division, and then she did have a competitor uh, in the pro division, and she still won. Yes. And I don't mean and I don't mean it to say that she couldn't win, but she was one of several amateur um athletes that earned their pro card in this show and then or and then stepped up and actually competed in the pro division on the same night. And all of them did very well. Did very well with and that. Good and so Sherry Yep. And there you go. And thanks for that reminder, Kaylin, that Sherry also took first place in women's bodybuilding on the pro stage. So big night for Sherry on that evening. She won everything. She won everything. <laughs> everything in women's bodybuilding. So, all right, our figure Hold girls. Hold on. Oh, Hold on. Because this I'm is holding. something I, I saw a post 
and I was kind of flustered by it because you and I have been to a lot of live shows, a lot, and we've seen where the numbers are enormous, and we've seen where the number of competitors are, are not so so stacked. But there's always that buzzsaw in the room that no matter who stepped on stage, they were simply not losing. So I was a little disheartened to see where one of the coaches was complaining about how uh, these athletes are stepping on stage, especially during this time. I mean, you know, this is a very strange year. And, you know, to to be complaining about anything just has me in wonderment. Like, do you ever see anything good in your life where, you know, people are trying to keep hope in people's hearts and minds. And so, you know, if they're doing this and the numbers aren't there, at least they're given the opportunity. So I'm a little taken aback by the complaints that seem to spill out, no matter who does what at a show, there's always going to be someone that says, well, you could have done better. And, and, you know, granted, there's probably always something that could be done better. But to be complaining during a time like this when no one, you, we just talked about the ABF, uh, not having a season. So, you know, and, and, and these athletes were primed and ready to compete, and they've been doing so since last, uh, some of them since last September. And to be afforded the opportunity to get out there, do their best, show their best, and somehow it's still not be, a, not be enough to, to join the pros and ranks, I'm, I'm kind of uh, at a loss with, you know, really what's expected if everybody's doing what they're supposed to do and the number of competitors aren't showing up. Do we just continuously go after the people that are doing this and, and, and you know, getting the things done that need to bring the athletes to the to the shows and the, the fans to the, the seats? I'm a little confused at why now we would use this as a time to complain or basically point out some kind of error. This is something I could feel we could talk about in the off year or basically the winter months when no one's really on stage at all or just starting their prep, I don't see the need to attack the promoters, the, the, the coaches, and anybody else who's trying to get their athletes to shows because they, you know, they want this and they started, you know, so far back. Why are we picking on the shows that are still happening when it takes so dang much for it to happen at all? And and we need to basically so take a back. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm a little confused. So what was actually the complaint about? Was it about the show itself? Was it about that not enough athletes were there? Was Were they lamenting that their particular athlete didn't win? Or what actually was the oh, it, complaint? It was I mean, a, I'm with you. A plethora I'm with you. It was, it was a plethora of points, and you just touched on all of them. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, well, what do you want? It, it, it's it's yeah. going to be, I don't see why now there's a need to complain about anything when so much is being done. You've heard, we've had the, the coaches on, on, stay, uh, on these shows. We've had the promoters on these shows. We've had everybody, and they talk about how hard it is just to even get the ball off the ground, I mean, the rocket off the ground, and then if it gets up in the air, it didn't go high enough, I mean, what are we? What's our goal in the complaint, other than you know you could have done better, 
but during this time, what is better? What what do we what what? It's just the fact so that the show even happened in and of itself is a miracle right now. Yeah, there are shows. Most promoters are going week by week. Exactly. Week by week. Oh well, that's that's disheartening. And you know, I'm actually glad I didn't see that post because I am too. I know you were coming. So much craziness um, out there in general, just because of the pandemic, because of the election year, and all of that hullabaloo, and all of the social unrest, and then just to have someone then pop in there and complain about a show in the middle of all of yeah. this that actually took place. Yeah, that might have been the straw that broke the camel's back if I had seen that one. I, uh, I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> and I didn't share it didn't. to you either. And I sure didn't uh, attach your name. Well, thank you. I know my VIP. That there is some real talk. I'm glad I didn't see it. I'm glad I didn't see it. So let's 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 get on to with some positive talk and let's talk about the yes. uh figure category and uh, those lovely competitors. Uh figure beginner. So there was figure beginner, figure novice, open and masters fifty plus. So beginner is is it's been around for a couple of years, but it's still a newer category. Not every organization is rolling with it. Um, beginner is like the new novice. So beginner is you have never competed before. Never. First time on stage, that's beginner. Um, novice is uh, if you have not, you competed before, but have not finished above a certain standing at least with some organizations. I know with some organizations, if you competed but haven't finished better than third, you can still compete novice. Some organizations are you've competed but you haven't won, so you can still compete novice. And novice used to be, you know, kind of that bucket for, you know, all of the above. First-time competitors and those who have competed before but either haven't won or didn't place very high when they did compete. That was kind of where the novice bucket was. But now they've broken it out even further. So you have beginner, novice, into the open, which is for everybody, regardless, and then master. So figure beginner, we have first place goes to Michaela Paramacki, second to Sarah Cabell, and the third to Sue Bostic. So congratulations, ladies, there. I'm still reminded of what show was that, Kaylin, where the beginner class was just booming. Like they had to split the category because they were, yes, undefeated. That's what it was, the uh, 2019 undefeated. So many competitors in the uh, novice figure category. It was crazy, crazy. Had never seen that many before. But it was fantastic, fantastic. It was. Um, it was. I mean, I still remember it. I, the show was escaping me for a second, but that was exactly it. All right, so that was figure beginner. Figure novice, first place, congratulations to Angela Andrews, second place to Sarah Cabell. So she's she's got two seconds under her belt at this point. Third place to Kim Eslin, and fourth place to Sue Bostic. All right. So that's our figure novice. So our competitors that have had some experience, but not a lot of experience. Now figure open is usually age 18 to whatever. There is no cap on the figure open. The figure open category, um, along with the master's class, are the only two classes, in case anyone was curious or a little bit confused about that, where you can earn your pro card. 
So if you have a beginner class, a novice class, doesn't matter how many competitors are in those classes, those are not pro-qualifying classes. So you can be in the open or you can be in the masters if you're gunning for a pro card. Um, figure open, first place went to Vera Demiris, second place to Michaela Paramacki, third to Angela Andrews, fourth to Chelsea Field, and fifth to Sue Bostick. And I am, yes, and so I was double-checking our pro uh, competitor stats, and Vera Demiris, who was our pro, or not our pro, our open figure champion, took second place mm -hmm. on the pro figure stage behind Courtney's yes. face. And we all know Courtney She's is only wrong on stage with her, too. Yes, and that's what you said. I recall you said she got a little bit tired of the posing there, but by this time yes, she had already competed. So I'm sure she was worn out a little bit. So congratulations. Good uh, good showing for uh, everyone involved. Figures, Masters see, 50 there, plus. Again, there again you have where, you know, someone came from the amateurs into pros, and you're saying that because it's a smaller show that they didn't deserve it? but yet they can step on no. stage and compete with them and place that well. Yep, hold their own, yep. Courtney Spates is not I mean, a pushover. She is not a pushover. I mean, and they might try to say that, yeah, well, there, you know, there weren't that many people there, so, of course, they, they placed that high. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, if you can watch the show and say she held her own, then she held her own, and it doesn't matter what yeah. size of show it is. If, if Courtney Spaeth is on the stage... Against the pros? And it doesn't matter if there's just two of them on there. If whoever she was up against held her own, you know that that competitor was ready to go. Because Courtney yes. Spaeth leaves her all on the stage. She is ready 100%. She is that kind of athlete, that kind of competitor. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and for and the life... You're talking about an amateur going up against the pros. So when you yeah. say that they didn't somehow deserve it, and yet they're competing on stage with pro-caliber athletes, I was really, oh. And they look like they belong. And they look yes. like they belong. And that's the difference there. doesn't matter. She came up through the amateur ranks that very show. If she looks like she belongs, then she belongs. Yeah. And you can't, and you can't, you can't squabble with that. doesn't matter how many are, how many are out there. And as far as I know, looking at the names of who competed in the pro category, there were no other amateur athletes there, and she still finished second. These are all pros that have competed. Well, maybe maybe some of them were their pro debut, but they had earned their pro cards prior to this show. That's right. So it, it wasn't an amateur that won and then popped up. No, they earned their pro cards at a different show, came here. So, you see, we're going to leave that alone because now that I know that I understand that that was one of the complaints, it's just getting me stirred up because that's just ignorance. And I'm, that's all i got to say about that. Oh, yeah, that's why I didn't tag you when I saw it there. Today. I'm <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. All right, figures masters, 50-plus. First place, Kim Eslin. Second place to Sue Bostick. Oh, my gosh, Kaylin, I am just edging closer and closer to the masters 50-plus category. It's coming for me. <laughs> it's 
Oh, shoot. Um, so here's what I'm surprised about, though. You know, we talk about bikini and how it's such a dominating force, and bikini amateur was like, <laughs> I mean, it was like a drop in the bucket on this show, and you almost never see that. Almost oh, never. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Now, for this, I noticed that as well. And one of the things that was uh, a little glaring is that some of the the athletes didn't know that they compete should compete in more than one spot. Because some came out looking amazing, but they didn't come out after that. And I was like, well, wow, they they would have placed well in the open. So you know, it was a little confusing, and uh, so we asked, and then basically some of them just didn't know. Because I, I thought they'd be much deeper, and some of them had, didn't really think the show was going to happen, so they were in attendance supporting their team, but they didn't actually know if the show was going to come about. So we had, I think it was maybe seven bikini competitors that weren't on stage, but they were at the venue. Okay, well, then that's kind of crazy to me. I don't know that I understand that 100%. I mean, I understand... I guess because of the, um, you know, uncertainty of whether or not the show was going to happen, they didn't follow the mm-hmm. prep all the way through in the event that it did happen and then just let it go. But even so, even with seven competitors there that didn't actually compete, it still would have been a small showing for bikini. So mm-hmm. I surprising. But, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. So congratulations to Jessica Lewis. She was first place in bikini novice. And then in Bikini Open, congratulations to first place Christina Johnson and second place to Jessica Lewis. And there you go. And there's and there you go. There's our bikini showing. Um, women's sports model. So I find this interesting. Jennifer Nutter, first place, you go girl, second place, Courtney Spade. So talk to us about the women's sports model category, Kaylin. Well that's one of the uh Speaking uh, categories, you got to yep. speak about you know why you have an interest in the in the sport and what attracted you to it. <clears throat> and I have to be honest, I was surprised to see Courtney up there trying yeah. to sport model, but I think she got the Alana Coolman kind of mentality. You know, if I can get on stage and show my worth, I want to show it every possible chance and opportunity. Because it is a lot of work to get ready for stage. So if you got more and more chances to do so, I'm fine with it. Until they come up with uh, a criteria that's suitable to differentiate the different groups, hey, wh- wh- why not? If you don't know, you don't know until you do it. So yep. he gave it a shot. But uh, Jennifer, was uh, she was ready to be out there, and she'd done her practicing and posing, and she worked it, and she had a very good uh, monologue. Not, not actually. I thought it was uh, scripted, but it wasn't. She just, you know, they didn't even expect to get a microphone because she didn't know that that was part of the criteria. But she spoke well and from the heart, and you know, the judges and the audience believed her. All right, very good. Very good. You know, good to try new stuff. Going for it. Yeah. All right. Women's Physique Open. First place, Michaela Paramaki. So congratulations to her. And uh, this transitions us over to the men. Well, um, that, that, that. What? 
Michaela, <clears throat> she was one of those. Um, I, I, I know you've seen it before as well, but the more she posed, the more she started looking like the competitor she had planned to be when she started her journey. Because yep. she she just blossomed on stage, and it was it was really something to see. Because like when she started, you, you wouldn't have noticed her, but the more she did her turns and quarter turns. She became a very distinguished athlete out there, and uh, I don't want to miss that point because it's like it, it was really something to see happen, especially you know from start to finish at a live event. So I I I, I marked that down because that was one of the things that really got me, and I was very impressed on how you know most people crack and crumble when they feel like you know I missed my boat or I missed my calling. Uh, she just worked even harder, and by the time the show was done. She had made her presence uh, known, and that's and that's awesome. And you know, and I'm glad that you do bring that up because I do remember in conversations with um, Earl the Pearl, um, he has talked oh, about yeah, you know even if you have, even if you have shows where there might not be a big number of competitors in a category, it's still very important for the athlete to be able to get on stage and get their time because there are athletes that the more that they're on stage, the more comfortable they become and the more that their body settles into, you know, the rigors that they're putting them through, the better they look. Their posing becomes Mm -hmm. sharper. They become, um, You know, their their muscles are popping more. You know, the striations are coming through more. The longer they're on stage, the better they look. And this is sounding like that's one a prime example of that yeah. phenomenon that can happen. That's a great example. So, I mean, if you, have good, if you have good stamina and you're on stage multiple times, if your stamina is there, odds are the more that you're on stage, the better that you're just going to come across. Amen. So just kind of keep that in mind. Stamina is very important when you're posing. It's very important when you're posing. You can tell right away those who have put in the time and they're practicing, not just by the way they carry off their poses, but when you're on stage for, you know, 20-plus minutes and you're the judges are working you because they're really trying to get their placements correct and it's that close, those who are able to, like, hit that pose and lock it and those who have shaking legs, you know the difference. You know who are able oh, yeah. to put in the time and their muscles are ready to hold on to it. There you go. There you go. All right. Are we are we ready to move on to men's? Are we good? Yes, ma'am. We're good. We are good. All right. So men's bodybuilding open, first place to mark sample. Who, if memory serves me right, he also jumped into the pro, um, he earned his pro card here, jumped into the pro competition, and uh, came in fourth place. So congratulations mm-hmm. to Mark. And the second place went to RJ Speedo. So that's Men's Bodybuilding Open. Men's Bodybuilding Masters. So here we go. First place went to Kevin Kazmarek, 60-plus uh, years old. So good job out of you, Kevin. Second place to Cruz Jimenez, and third to Kevin Macaroo. So, Kevin, um, I'm not going to say his name a second time. Kazmarek, there we go, Kevin Kazmarek. So, talk to me about him, 60-plus, 
and he walked away with the Masters win. You had a 40, 50, 60, and the 60-year-old was, he was packing some size. He was ready to be out there. Uh, now, you talk about posing. He had fun out there when he was posing. He was smiling the whole time, uh, just enjoying every moment. But it was funny to watch. Not in like funny in a bad way, funny in a great way, because uh-huh. like he was really enjoying every second up there, and and, and it, yeah. it you found yourself smiling even though you didn't know why you were smiling, because he was just so, <laughs> like, so happy with it. He, yes, he reminded me of your buddy from the the P for P. Yeah, was his name Francis? Oh, yes. I wish I could remember his last name. I love that dude. I love that dude. He didn't really have the size to, you know, get him over that, you know, first or second place hump, but it didn't matter. He was out there doing his thing 100% every single time. Every single time. Every I think I appreciated that. Every I appreciated vote. that more than the people that, that walked away with the, with the first place win. He He was my favorite to watch throughout the whole show. Favorite to yeah. watch. Love that. He enjoyed every minute of it. That's a true athlete. They're out there, and they're having fun being out there, and they're just competing. Like, he, he wasn't saying – he did his absolute best to get ready for what he did. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes it's not it's not enough, but he still was happy with his body transformation. I mean, he, he's, he's very well-spoken. I got to talk with him backstage. He was just so energetic. And so happy with you know all the the health issues that had gone away with the weight loss and everything else, and it's it's just amazing. And so when you have somebody like uh, the sixty year old coming out today, I mean not today at that show, and doing that well, beating out the forty and the fifty year old, you know that's that's that fountain of youth that Rico is always talking about, and he enjoyed every second. And I, I was like, you know, I was wishing that you were there because you would have said the same thing I said. This is just like that guy from P2P because that's all that was just going through my head is the energy, the, the, the entertainment factor, and just the overall joy from being out there with all the health things because this fellow, the six-year-old, had a major back surgery and was told oh, that okay. he had to a year and a half prior. And he was told, you know, you got to change your health or you're going to keep on having these back surgeries, and they're only going to progressively get worse. So he, you know, he knuckled down, changed his life, and, and got to that gym and, and had a lot of muscle on stage to uh, to show all the judges. So you, you you got to respect the people that hear the truth for what it is and then do something to change it to a better truth. So I was really happy to learn that. You know, we learned that after we had done the judging. They didn't want to do any kind of uh, politics favoritism, just so we had a better chance to win. So we didn't learn, learn that until after uh, this, after he had placed. And it was it was so good to, to hear that and know that was part of his journey. So, you know, everybody comes from a background, but you can always change it for the better. And for him to be in his 60s and doing what he – looking like he looked and doing what he did, that's amazing, especially after a major factor. That's, awesome. that's awesome. Praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord. All right. Classic physique, beginners. First place, Cameron Stoll. 
second place, Zachary Copeland. So good job, got good job, guys. Stepping on stage for the first time. There you go. Classic physique novice. First place, RJ Speedle. All right. So we're gonna move us into the classic physique open. And here we see RJ again, first place. Second place, Craig Baxter. Third, Mark Sample. Fourth, Cameron Stoll. And fifth, Zachary Copeland. So here's what I find interesting about this, and, I, and I'm almost kind of happy about this because it says to me that even though these two were competing against each other and they competed each other against each other in different categories, their body types were different enough that the judges picked out the difference in the criteria. And so here's what I'm talking yes. about. So we saw Mark Sample and RJ Speedle in men's open bodybuilding, all right? Mark took first. RJ took second, all right? And now we're in yeah. Classic Physique Open, and RJ took first, and Mark took third. Yes, and, and he should. To me, what that, and to me, what that says is they were placed appropriately, they scored appropriate, were placed appropriately in the category that was best for their physiques, and that there was a difference, and the judges were able to... Um, call that out and score it appropriately. I mean, I may be off base, Kaylin, because I wasn't there, but looking no, at how the results turned out, it sounds to me like that's what happened, and, and that's a good job out of judging. But talk to me about what you saw. Talk to us. Well, Mark was definitely a bodybuilder, and he, he walked on stage with plenty of muscle size. Uh, he had the bodybuilder's uh, mentality, not much smiling, very aggressive in the posing, which is exactly what you want for bodybuilding. The only problem is it doesn't translate when he gets the men at the week. So he he held his own. I mean, he did well because, you know, there were some guys that he, that he beat out. But with that kind of size, it's hard to translate to that finesse and, and just that, that look that they're expecting the men's size with the posing you know, it's a more fluid style. And that's asking a lot for the body to practice both of those uh, criteria and, and still bring a good, flawless presentation to the stage. So the judge has got it right, for sure. Uh, I'm sure he wasn't happy when he, when he won and won and didn't win. Because a lot of times, especially with the newer athletes, they're not familiar with, you know, winning in one category and then losing badly in another. I remember even when uh, Meshack had done men's class yep. at uh, yep. Windy City, and he wasn't happy with, with the loss, even though he knew it was a stretch if he did. So, you know, with, uh, yeah. champions are champions, and they don't like to, to, to hear that second-place call or third-place call, but it's going to happen from time to time. And we just have to take that and realize that that's the, the, the burden we have to carry with making a choice of that, that decision. So I'm, I'm not – Mark Mark did well. I mean, he was supposed to yeah. place. Uh, his posing was good, but it was more bodybuilding posing than uh, classic physique. And there is, a like I said, there's a finesse and there's a presentation that must come with it. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, just look at Richie Lopez, and you'll see a, a great example of flawless uh, 
posing and just seamless how he goes from one pose to another, even as they're doing the turn. So, you know, it, it's it's a newer spot, and I think a lot of bodybuilders uh, assume that they can just walk in and win both, but that's just not the case. And, uh, he, well, he just learned it that day. Yeah. So and that's and so and I'm I'm quite alright with that. I think, you know, you, you know how I feel about and anybody who oh you know how I feel yes, time, yeah how I feel about Ever when you have athletes uh, you completely in Missouri yeah yep, yep. Right. and two af- athlete competing in two totally different categories, body type really only sufficient for one. You know, really only fits one. And they're able to win both. I mean, sometimes there's just no getting around it because the other competitors just, they're not meeting the criteria either. But, yeah. you know, apples being apples, a bikini body is not a figure body, is not a physique body, and you know what I'm saying. Criteria should be met, <laughs> and those athletes who meet the criteria should be awarded for that particular criteria. Well, for me, I always think back to to Michael Jordan when he retired and wanted to play baseball. And you're talking about an elite caliber athlete in one sport, and he looked horrendous playing baseball. But he grew up playing baseball, but he didn't have that perfected, polished upbringing like he did in basketball. And it showed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the same thing that's happening in, in this sport is that, you know, people have an idea, and God bless them, that they, they would take on that challenge, but sometimes the, the the reality of it shouldn't cause for anger or frustration, but just a reminder that you pick the right criteria and category. I, I, I'm not, I don't see the reason for the anger and frustration for something that you're finding out that's truthful and factual. You've told many competitors, you know, you know, you look good in this, but you be spot on in that. And it, I think that's what the, the athlete needs to hear instead of, you know, oh, you just missed it. No, I don't think so. It, 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 it's a glaring omission to, to everybody else that's worked hard to perfect their craft in that category. And then to say that somebody else, just because they missed one pose, didn't get it, I don't think that's fair to anybody that's really working hard to perfect what they're doing. And and it's it shouldn't take away from what they've done. It's just a reminder no. that you picked the right foot. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. I tell you what. I tell, I tell you, you what. Kalen Patterson. All right. Men's Classic Physique Master 60 Plus. First place goes to Kevin Kazmarek. Men's Division <laughs> Men's Physique Teen Division, Jordan Canaan. Glad to see our teens are representing. Men's Physique yes. Beginner, first place, Eric Dornhofer. Second place, oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm, I apologize now. This is probably not going to come out right. Is it Goggin Gagin Minhaz? I got no help nice from Kale. All right, second place. Second yeah. place goes to G Minhaz. <laughs> Third place, Makrit Singh. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> I'm trying hard, guys. I really am. I just, 
I'm going to pray for it. <laughs> please do. Everyone, please do. That's our men's physique beginner. Uh, men's physique novice, Eric Dornhofer. First place. So, Eric, bringing home a couple of firsts. Second place goes to Michael Bach. Third place is Zachary Hayward. And then men's physique open, Eric. My gosh, he came home with all kinds of hardware. First place in men's physique open to Eric Dornhofer. Again, second place to Jordan Kanan. Third place to Michael Bach. Fourth to Star Smith. And fifth to Zachary Hayward. And that's our men's physique open. Hold and up. that, my friends, is the last of that category here. Go on, Kalen. One of the – I can't remember which athlete, but I think it was the team. And he looked really good. But he yeah. had, had an injury the day prior. So his dreams could have been crushed because he came out on stage in a cast. Oh, no. One of his arms what was in a cast. What kind of uh, For his arm. All oh, okay. the way to his elbow. Oh, goodness. And he, he still showed up. He still competed. And he looked, like I said, he looked good. He, and so it, it was uh, nice to see that he was able to finish it. I didn't. I don't know what kind of injury he had. I just know he sustained an injury and that he had to have his arm in a cast. But he still got out right. there and got on stage and, and worked worked his uh, worked his butt off. So it was nice to see that. You know, no, most time people get derailed like that, and you know they shut it down, and, and we get the sappy posts on Facebook or or Instagram. This kid followed through and, and did quite well uh, out there with it. All right, well, good for him. Like to see that, you know, just level of follow through, and he still got out there, got the experience, and uh, is going to be, you know, raring to go at the next show. Hopefully, there will be a next show for him. Amen to that. Amen to that. And so that, Mr. Kalen from the O'Kellen clan, was the end of the results for the Michigan State. Amateur competition. Yes. Uh, one thing I definitely want to add, and this is this is a reprising role that I keep seeing from every show we've, I've attended. I know you've seen it too, Des, where they're just thanking the promoter for giving them the opportunity because they've worked so hard and with everything up in the air, just to have that that sense of hope, that sense of uh, you know reaching that goal. It's it, it makes a big difference, and and I, I, that harkens me back to that post that I was telling you about. It's you know what 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 are we doing? What are we missing? Where we're losing our humanity in an attempt to better humanity. So you know we 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 really need to do some self reflection and step ourselves up to the level of improving our athletes mentally and physically and not trouncing the shows that somebody is winning. I mean, I, I remember we had to get out there when I was playing overseas, and it was a really bad team that we had to play. And I I was just so disappointed that we had to play them like this the third string. But this one player said something that really just stopped me in my tracks because, you know, I was – I was speaking, and I was speaking in Spanish because I wanted them to know just how 
upset I was with their, their level of play. But the guy had said right back to me, we're doing our absolute best. And that shut me up. It humbled me. I wanted to run in a corner and hide because those people were out there to see. They were fans to see their team play. Their team was giving it their all. And even though we were a number one team, they were still out there playing, giving their fans something to cheer for. And I was talking smack that whole game until he said that, and it shut me up because I realized that, you know, they have a right to be out there just like I do. And as much as we were winning, they were still out there playing their absolute best to do their best for the people that were supporting. And that's all I could think about when I had read that post. And I said, you know, we're missing, we're missing the point of what we're doing. These people yes. have changed their They've changed their health and they've changed their families. And their families are out there supporting and rooting for them. Even if it's one person on stage, isn't that enough during a time like this? Exactly. Well, and during any time, really. I mean, yeah, we want to be at the big shows. We want to have a lot of people there. We want to truly feel like we're competing. But, you know, sometimes if it's just not that way, it doesn't take away, you are correct, Kaylin, from the athletes that are still there doing their best. And, um, you know, just very well said. Although I'm a little taken aback that you were out there talking smack. And basketball? That's all I did. (laughs) That's all you did in basketball? Yes. I remember telling a guy that he was going to get really familiar with my job strap because I was going to be dunking on him all night. Oh, my gosh. You said that. Yes. You said that. You did. You did. Well. And, And he did. And he did. And he did. Well, I that's all I have to say about that. I tell you what, that's all I have to say about that. So, Caleb Patterson, last thoughts on tonight. Uh, a doodle in my past would have had me jumping four inches higher. <laughs> there you have it, folks. So, on behalf of Kayla and myself, and uh, in congratulatory <laughs> praises, uh, to our Father above and all the athletes at the Michigan State and uh, Leif Anderson and the boys from P4P Muscle, your body's a temple, so let's build it. That's negative.